1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of the League Cup semi-final weekend Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will watch from the stands As his new Rangers team goes for a place in the final against Hibs Before that, Ange Postacoglu makes his first Hamden appearance Against last season's Cup specialist St Johnston And it looks like Scotland's bookings could be wiped going in to the playoffs I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gary Caldwell and Kenny Miller Kenny, another busy old week in Scottish football Absolutely, I mean it looks like common sense is going to prevail in regards to the bookings So hopefully that will get confirmed and, and the lads can go all out at it Without the risk of missing a final which would be absolutely uh, crazy if that was to happen On the on the home front, yep, big semi-finals this weekend A chance, uh, obviously Rangers now have got their man, they've got their new manager He will be sitting in the stands looking over his squad So for Rangers I think that's really a positive that there's now someone at the helm And there's a man sitting in the stand looking over the current squad I mean it's Friday night and you're standing in that corner of the studio Gary I don't know how this makes you feel but you are essentially Hugh Keevans tonight (laughs) (laughs) You've been called worse I would imagine I've definitely been called worse (laughs) But we're delighted to have you Uh, We are delighted to have you and what a week it's been, very busy It is yeah, it's been you know a really uh, turbulent kind of Past couple of weeks for Rangers But I think they have a very good manager uh, He's proven at Feyenoord to, to win trophies he, he knows Rangers, the DNA of the football club From being there as a player So it'll be interesting to see how, how he gets going in the, uh, in the coming weeks and months ahead You can get involved on the phones on 01419511025 You can also tweet us at ClydeSSB But it goes without saying We'd much rather speak to you on the phones so pick up that phone, dial that number and let us know what is on your mind. Rangers fans, you'll just you'll still be getting over that appointment. I'm sure it was about this time last night when the news uh, had started to set in. We now know a bit more about it that you'll watch from the stands this weekend. Uh, we're going to hear from Ross Wilson, details starting to emerge about backroom staff and all that sort of stuff. So keep your thoughts coming on the appointment of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, 01419511025. Uh, Celtic fans, we've not had... Uh, many of your phone calls in the last couple of days It's all been about Rangers managerial appointment But you've got a huge cup semi-final uh, tomorrow How important is that? How much of a, a marker would that be for this Ange Postacoglu side If they could go and get themselves uh, into a final at this stage of the season Any team lineup suggestions or anything like that Now's a good time to phone 01419511025 And of course we might get onto it a bit later on Scotland's bookings could be wiped going into the playoff Is that common sense prevailing? And three big games in the Premiership, by the way. Uh, the, the list of big talking points just goes on. Dundee United, Aberdeen, always a fantastic fixture. Motherwell against Hearts, I'll always tell you that that's a fantastic fixture, uh, whether you believe it or not, and St Mirren Livy as well. So loads to get through. 0141 um, Kenny, it has been a interesting seven days now, on to the eighth day since Stephen Gerrard Left Giovanni Van Bronckhurst appointed yesterday Just give us your general feelings on that appointment Happy I think it was uh, uh, Gio was probably the first name On a lot of people's lips uh, When Stephen left The process needed to be done thorough To be honest But it doesn't look like it's veered too much off that path Of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Despite there being a number of names in the mix That on the paper again Like Gio did look a good fit But I think when you look at Like Gary just touched on there Ex-player 
knows the expectations and demands of the fans in the football club, knows the DNA of the football club, has had success as a as a, as a coach and a manager. He just ticks so many boxes, I think. So, yeah, delighted that Rangers have got that over the line and acted swiftly while still obviously going through the mm. process and doing their due diligence. Yeah, Gary, you've you know seen the expectations in this city uh, you know, and, and what it can take And you've seen various managers come and go of different types you, you, We have so many different types, don't we? You've got the big profile as the player that Stephen Gerrard was But lacking the experience You've got other guys that have played for clubs and so on What, what boxes does Giovanni Van Bronckhurst tick? What do you make of that appointment? I think he had a fantastic career as well I think, you know, you forget He, he played for Barcelona and Ars- Arsenal and, and obviously Rangers Massive, massive football clubs He was a, a top player for his country, I think that you know respect he will get straight away will will be massive. But having been to Feyenoord and, and won a league title, I think that shows he knows uh, how to get over course and distance as a manager. And I think that is vital at Rangers. You, you know, either of the old firm, if you come in as manager, you're judged on winning titles. So he knows what that looks like, and I think it's important he goes in and doesn't probably change too much too quickly. Rangers have a set way of playing, 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players understand that and, and I think it'll be really interesting to see how how he goes in and, and over time starts to adapt his his style of play because I think he has to he has to carry on the, the, the good work that Steven Gerrard and his coaching staff have done. What does that look like this weekend, Kenny? He is going to be in the stands. He's the manager subject to a work permit. Does that mean... No contact at all yet Is that the way that will play out You leave David McCallum Jermaine Defoe You leave the players to it Altogether Is that the only way That can transpire this weekend I'm I'm not sure Is the answer I think uh, There would be managers That would maybe want to have At least a bit of contact With the players Uh, The other case is Leave it I'm not in the building yet As of Monday morning Tuesday morning Whenever Rangers Return to training After the game that's when I will step in. So there is a there's different different personnel, different personalities would want to do it differently. But the fact that it's still pending work permit, he may just sit in the stand and take an overview of it. Listen, the biggest thing is that there's somebody now being appointed and at the helm. So the players now know that is the manager. He will be watching the performance. So so they need to be up to speed and make sure after five o'clock or six o'clock it will be on on Sunday that Rangers are in a final. I think it it has to have some impact. You know, he has to at least speak to the players, definitely speak to the staff, but he's manager of mm. the football club and I, I get the work permit thing. I don't know if he is allowed in the building. But yeah, I think there might be some sort of red mu- tape there. My, he must have some contact, whether that's over Zoom uh, or if he can meet the players, but the, the staff mm. need to know that he's now in managing that football club and his job as a leader starts as of yesterday. Let's hear a bit from Ross Wilson, Rangers Sporting Director. He says Van Bronckhurst impressed the club both as a coach and a man speaking to Sky, he also says they've been tracking the Dutchman for a while. I'm certainly excited. I know he's excited. Um, he's someone who was clearly at the forefront of our thoughts early in this process. He's someone we've tracked for a long time. Um, he's been very successful in his managerial career already. He was a hugely respected player, as you know. He's already building a brilliant relationship as a, a reputation, sorry, as a, as a coach. We like his beliefs on how football should be played. He's, he's a first-class person as well, and we think that's important for a club of this standing and stature, that someone comes not just knowing what they want to do on the field, but how they conduct themselves off it, how they want to work with the staff, how they want to work with their young players, what their methods are, and he impressed us in, on both of those things, really. One, as a coach, and he's, he's understanding of what he wants to do, his belief in what he wants to do, but also how he is as a person and how he is as a man. 
uh, it fits to what we want to be at Rangers. Kevin is a Rangers fan from Stockholm. Well, originally from Sweden, but he's in Stockholm at the moment. Uh, Kevin, you've had a bit of time now to absorb the news and learn a bit more about the appointment and so on. How are you feeling about it all? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not originally from Stockholm, as you said. I'm originally from Scotland, but uh, I, I live in Stockholm. But uh, when I first heard about Gerard leaving, I was really disappointed. I was so down, but... In a way, it was the same feeling I had watching Rangers playing almost every game this season. It was really disappointing. And I guess every cloud has a silver lining. And in my mind, Gio is an upgrade on Gerard in almost every way. I mean, if you if you look at the, the playing career that Van Bronckhorst had, it was better than Gerard's. And then if you look at his managerial career with albeit short but it's still longer than Gerrard's to win the title of an extremely strong Ajax team I watched them play the UEFA Cup final here in Stockholm the year before Gio's Feyenoord beat them to the Dutch title That, and then the, the year after that Ajax went on to the Champions League final I think it was or the semi-final uh, that this is an upgrade for Rangers I'm quite sure of it I've also got a quick question for. Well, let, let's take that first Kevin Because you've covered a lot of good ground And I take the point Van Bronckhurst I think won more So he was, he was part of better teams in, in that respect Was he a better player than Steven Gerrard? Probably not I, I don't know whether that really matters anyway That was just to acknowledge the first point An upgrade in every way Says Kevin Or, or certainly an upgrade managerially Is that something you'd go along with? Can we tell at this point? Listen, you can't say one way or the other I think when you look at the hard facts In regards to everything that Kevin's just went through Yeah, listen, there's a case on, on some of those fronts I think in terms of experience And what he's actually achieved as a, as a manager so far Gio definitely, you would say, he's, he's won more trophies uh, In terms of a player I mean, Stephen Gerrard was, we're talking One of the world greats, you know I mean, I know Giovanni had a wonderful football career Represented his country, played for some amazing football clubs but I think uh, I would have to have. I would definitely argue that point about the player. But uh, in regards to a coach and a manager, you've got Gio there who has had success. He's taken a team that has not won the league in a long, long time, eighteen years in Feyenoord, and, and got them over line. Like Gary says, those things are not easy to do, and to do it uh, playing a, a similar way. That again, you listen to Ross Wilson. He ticks boxes. He, he likes the way they play I think that is so so important for Rangers moving forward That this, the, the playbook's not ripped up And what is there at the moment is a very very good group of players Who may be underperforming Another thing that Kevin alluded to But the work, good work must continue And for me it must be moved on to another level Is it an upgrade Gary? Uh, I, I, I think it possibly is Because he, he, his record uh, with, with Feyenoord and for me, it's great Rangers fans how quickly they've moved on <laughs> from Stephen Gerrard, who was the saviour. I liked Kevin uh, saying, you know, he was hurt. I'm not sure if you heard the call on Wednesday night. It was, it was Tommy phoned in and he said, on Wednesday, I felt like my beautiful girlfriend had packed her bags and moved up the road to the rich guy with the big house and the fancy cars. But he was, he's not even as good looking as me. He's just got more money than me. And that, that, that perhaps sums up how it's but, been. I mean, the, the facts are Stephen Gerrard won one trophy at nine. And I know I seen his his press conference at Aston Villa was he had a clear remit, which is obviously alluding mm-hmm. to stop ten in a row was was the clear plan. But the financial implications and, and the cost that that was to the football club, Stephen Gerrard was backed heavily. 
So I think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is coming in at a different situation than Steven Gerrard did. Uh, and I think, like Kenny says, it is up to him to move the whole club forward, move the team forward and start not only winning leagues, but, but adding cups to that as well. Go along with that, Kenny? Absolutely. Again, it's it's a uh, job done in regards to achieving 55, stopping 10 in a row, uh, ending that long, long run of dominance. But it is timing again last year. There was a there was a definite treble in the pipeline, in my opinion. You know the way the season panned out, and the games Rangers lost in the league, unbeaten, three games lost, three cup games that they couldn't afford to lose, and that was something that they would have been definitely disappointed in looking to correct this season. So absolutely, cups must be added to our attention in the league. What does he need to improve in this current Rangers team, Kevin? Because there's always room for improvement. Um, and you've said yourself you've not been too convinced this season, but you know they are champions, they are top of the table. But there must be something that you think you want the new manager to improve when he comes in. I mean, the performances, obviously. I mean, uh, I think Gio's got a very calm head. That's the one thing that came out from all the Feyenoord players during their, they had a, they, they almost had the league over the line, and then they stuttered a wee bit towards the end. And all the players said that Gio is the coolest man in the dress, in the dressing room and he was the guy that, that gave them the belief that they could get over the line. And I think Gio's going to bring that to Rangers. And I I really believe that he is going to improve the performances that we've been doing this year. And with the team that he's inherited, which is all, for, it is thanks to Stevie Gerrard, I totally agree with that, but Gio's going to take Rangers to the next level. It's going to be interesting that that, that short-term bit's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because it's an interesting environment to walk into where you're four points clear at the top of the league. You're still in Europe. You're you're, you're still in the cup. (laughs) And yet so many Rangers fans say, ah, something's missing this season. Ah, the performances. You you wonder what's the immediate remit or, or the immediate... Spark that he can try and, and put on the players Well to answer that question that, that you asked Kevin For me it's getting more out of that current group You know the group's there The group's performed The group's been a success And they've been building towards what they achieved last year But it has went a little bit flat this year So Gio's first thing is to get the best out of that current group You know there's no players There's no transfer window at the moment So they must get improvement in the current crop of players They are capable But at the moment they've just been underachieving And there's just been an edge There's been an edge both in both boxes missing that I think going in you must get that back in any of these players what's interesting about that Gary is sometimes that just happens anyway they call it the new manager bounce um, so that that may just happen or it may be something specific that, that the manager wants to put in place yeah I think the hardest thing in football is once you've won is to win again I think to win one is you know it's not easy but to win the next one is even harder and I think Rangers have possibly struggled with that uh, in terms of how he affects the team I think short term he has to stick to, to what they know But over the longer term it'll be interesting to see how Tactically he can improve Rangers I think they become a little bit one one dimensional at times They need to have some tactical flexibility in how they play And I think he will possibly look to try and bring that Probably not, not early but later on uh, as he as he gets into the job. Thank you, Kevin. I didn't realise that was the time already. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We need to get some travel, and if you call right now, you could be up next. So let's hear from you. 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Gary Caldwell are here. It's 0141 951 in the phones. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. So please feel free to get in touch. We'd love to speak to you tonight. Let's hear a bit more from Rangers Sporting Director Ross Wilson. Uh, who says he spoke to former Barcelona boss Ronald Koeman about Giovanni van Bronckhurst. He says Koeman gave him a positive insight into his fellow countrymen. I wouldn't say he played a part in learning him, um, but he's certainly somebody I spoke to about Gio um, because I knew how much respect they had for him. So to be honest, it was a phone call I was making when I probably already knew a lot of the answers. Um, Gio is somebody that Ronald always spoke highly of. He's someone that I keep in regular contact with and someone whose opinions I would trust wholeheartedly as well. So... He's a, he's a great man himself. He's got high standards, Ronald himself. And when he um, gives me the, some positive insight in somebody else, then I can take that as something that I trust a lot. Is this where that sporting director role, where you start to learn a bit more about it? Because there will be times in the football calendar where they're in the background and you don't get to see what's going on. But this was Ross Wilson's big moment, really, since he's come to Rangers. Can you go and find a manager? Can you replace Stephen Gerrard? And you think about the network I think he's talking about Ronald Coleman There's a there's a link there From his time at Southampton And, and, and that's ultimately What you're trying to do I guess When you, you get a sporting director in place You're hoping that it's someone that Oh I know, I know this guy And I can ask him And I worked with him And I know his representatives And maybe he would come and manage us Absolutely And it plays It does pay dividends Because what it does is Not only can you look at the facts Not only can you look at the success And all the numbers You've actually got an insight Into what he is How he works Is Again, Ross alluded to in his first interview there on uh, the person. You know, it gives you that insight into the man and not just necessarily the numbers and what he's achieved as a coach or a player. So it's invaluable that having people that you trust that can give you a fair and honest view, whether it be on a player or, in Ross's case, a manager. Let's speak to Craig on the line. Craig, how do you feel about how this has played out and maybe a bit about what comes next? Hello, Craig. Gordon, Gary and Kenny. Um, Listen, I think I was... Delighted yesterday when it was you know made official, and I think we've done a a pretty decent job in terms of you know it's taken us seven days, eight days, and you know we've got there um, and quite a I think um, respectable manner. You know they've handled the business well. Obviously, I think the start of this week there's maybe one or two wee concerns that creep in because when you see what happened with Celtic and Eddie Howe, and oh he was definitely coming in. It was the same, you know, Gio's coming in, but the days are going on, and you're thinking. What's the hold up here? We know he's coming in, just confirm it. So when it was confirmed, um, you know, we're all delighted. And I think, obviously, next up straight away is the semi on and, and Sunday, which we need to win. Um, because I anticipate Celtic will beat St. Johnson tomorrow. But by no means, it'll be an easy game. I don't think they'll go and put six past them, for example. But I still expect them to win. So we have to win then on, on Sunday. Because can you imagine if after all the turmoil, all the rebuild that Celtic are still in the midst of with Ange Poster Coglu um, we've not even reached January and they're lifting the first trophy of the season um, at the first chance they've had to get another trophy um, not when I think psychologically that would be a real blow um, That's a fair point isn't it Kenny because if Rangers don't win at the weekend it's not going to be Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's fault but the result is king everything else can be, can be dictated to by whether you win football matches or not so you just want that era to, to get off to the right start, even if it's not really got anything to do with him. Of course it is. And what what Gio has the opportunity to do 
is within six weeks he being the manager of Glasgow Rangers is to put a bit of silverware on a bit of silverware that's not been achieved for a long long time in regards to a, a cup and not the league it's not been achieved for over, like 10 years now so it's, he's got that opportunity in the first six weeks but it's the same with Ange when you flip it on the Celtic he's been in the he's been in the country manager of Celtic a matter of months and he's now got an opportunity yep. within the next six weeks to get his first trophy as a Celtic manager so it's really really intriguing this weekend because by the way Craig says oh we must win Rangers must win any semi-final that they're playing Celtic must as well so going into that both managers will have a real opportunity to, to go and show straight away that I'm a success and this is what I'm building and I know he might not be taking the team mm. but when you become a manager you are judged straight away that very first game you are getting judged whether he has a big impact on the team whether he doesn't he's now the manager of Glasgow Rangers and he has to Make an impact However he does that Is, is a bit unclear can, can, your, because... can your presence do that Just because the players now know That he's there He's watching And I need to go and impress Because I want to play under him Yeah I think he has to I think that is his job As as the leader of the football club he Gary has can to... I ask you, you You've been a manager If you are in there I know we've got the work permit issues Would you want Because of what you've just said That it will be on you Would you want to get in And say right This is me This is what I'm about I am in there And I'm taking this team But I don't think they can he I know can, he can't so I'm not, I know he can't But if if he, if if he could Would 100%. you? 100% And even if he can't I think he can get to the staff And, and he's watched games quite clearly I would imagine he's done a A pretty detailed analysis Of the Rangers squad He will know the, the, the players Obviously not personally But he'll know them In terms of the games They've been playing So he has to influence that game in, in whatever way he can uh, come Sunday. Well, Sunday will be interesting one way or the other. Craig, what about the, the, the other side of it, the bigger picture about how you see this new era taking shape, what you're hoping for, what improvements you think could be made? Well, listen, I think one of the positive things that I think will come of this is the fact that now that you know, there's a new gaff on the building, all of a sudden some of the players, um, and you know, you'll have heard Gordon over the the, the course of this season so far a number of other Rangers fans phoning in about other players who have not been playing well this season at all and because they were Gerard's favourites they were just undroppable now that changes because Giovanni Van Bronckhorst isn't going to have that same connection in terms of oh, you know they're my favourites I've got to play them every week if players aren't pulling their weight then he's more likely to say you'll not get the game this week um, and I think that applies to guys like Morelos who I don't think's cut it this season I think right now Kemal Ruth and Fashion Sakala in terms of performance in terms of how they've looked have been a cut above him I think guys like Golden for example although he's been excellent over the piece again his standards have slipped this season he's made a couple of rookie mistakes so things like that are always good because I think it encourages players to step it up again because you're not undroppable when a new manager comes in you're only going to be played if you're showing that manager what you're capable of um, and I'm hoping that has the desired sort of positive impact to get some of these players firing now let me put that to the to the two guys in the studio what what was your mindset when a new manager came in I don't know if off the top of your head you can think of any examples of times when you maybe weren't in the team but when a new manager came in you felt like you, you really could or, or vice versa what's, what's it like being a player in that environment I've again. I've I've been through about thirty managers, so I've been through uh, <laughs> the situation the a few times. Got guys <laughs> sack, right, yeah. Yeah, got guys that. sack. Uh, so it's you know it can it can go both ways. I've been in situations where it was probably more a manager left when I didn't want him to leave. Just like this, like Gary just says, it's happened to many a time. Uh, normally, I was probably always playing. <laughs> I was probably yeah. very rarely again has been maybe one or two scenarios where 
you, you've said that bounce that bounce was, was in me and I know it was in, in, in other players as well but it can go both ways you know it can go both ways but it's uh, you expect the Rangers players to respond I think they've had relationships with Gerard. There's no doubt about it. It's majority silence, you know. But with Gio coming in, they're in a good place, you know. It's no, haven't they? We don't really need the bounce because four points clear at the top of the league, firing on all fronts. Where the bounce can come in is what I said before. I think he can improve the group mm. and make what's been on show and in relation to what the callers have been saying. The performances must improve. Is that the way it has to be? For if, you know, is there any reason if you're, I don't know, off the top of my head. Scott Wright or Fashion Sakala or whoever, do you have to sit there tonight and think that I could be I could become one of the undroppables? I can become Connor Goldson. I can you know and is the slate that clean? Is that the way it has to be? Yeah, but I think if your mindset is I I, I can do more, then your mindset's wrong before the new manager mm. comes in. I think it's been in terms of taking a chance. I get if you're not in the team and and for whatever reason you feel like maybe Steven Gerrard had players who were above you in the pecking order then I can see why that would give players a little boost but you know for me I think the players should be given everything anyway so whether Steven Gerrard's mm. there or Giovanni Van, Van, Van Bronckhurst easy for me to say it is there then I was a bit worried about what you were saying there to be honest <laughs> I think it's best we just move on then then I think they have to give everything for the, for what, the football what was it like for you over your career then when a manager moved on and you've got that new new manager coming in I think the biggest thing is always disappointment when you know a manager leaves because I think if he leaves to to go to to another club then then you can understand it maybe but I think if a manager loses his job then then you're a part of that process mm. and there's always a disappointment and you know you, you hurt for a little bit but ultimately football moves on and you have to perform in, in the next game and and very quickly as as we've seen this week football clubs move on so uh, Rangers have to do that as well. Uh, thank you very much to Craig on the line. Let's bring in Willie, who's also a Rangers fan from Easter House. What's on your mind tonight, Willie? Uh, there's a message for Kenny Miller. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, you think Kenny, Gio, go down the same road as uh, Dick Arbica, go for a few Dutch imports? That'll remain to be seen. I think uh, it will depend. I'm sure the, those types of discussions would have taken place when when Gio was speaking with Ross Wilson. What funds are available, if any? Uh, what what will the recruitment look like in this upcoming transfer window? Because Gio is inheriting a very good squad, but every squad needs to be improved on, and that's something that if you look at Rangers summer recruitment, have they signed anybody that's really really improved that starting lineup? I think there's definitely a, a case for no. So Gio will be looking for instant improvement Whether that's that's in the Dutch market Or whether whatever market He will know what he's got available for him And he'll have a fair idea Like Gary says There's no doubt he's going to have done A, a detailed review of Rangers squad Players he thinks he potentially might need to move on And players and potential options To come in to strengthen that starting lineup and, and kick Rangers on I mean some of the Dutch names That were brought in back then Willie I'd imagine it would be um, Slightly lesser players In terms of their Reputation. That doesn't mean to say they wouldn't go on and be uh, be very good. Do you think this squad needs bolstered, Willie, or or as champions, as being four points clear? Is it about getting more out of who's already there? Refreshing up, we fight for places. No day in the harm. I say, but even there's much, it's much the same. This one, Kamara, Davis, and all the rest of them, Morelos. We've got to change. We, we, I, I wasn't keen as the Cali start with then. Take a few his feet, but everybody else. Yeah. I mean, a new manager always wants to, to sign their own players anyway. I can't think of any manager ever, anywhere, who just says, oh, no, I'll just always work with this group that's here. So um, that'll already be underway, I guess. But there's a there's a short-term 
thing that needs to take place first Of course there is Because you can't sign any players at the moment You know there's, there's, there's a lot of games in In the next 6-7 weeks before January comes Work will be done On where Gio wants to improve If he wants to improve And what Have we got funds available to go and sign players Are we looking at loan players uh, There's a lot of questions that again We don't know the answer to But there is no doubt Like you say Gordon Gio will want to bring players in that he knows are capable of doing it and putting his stamp on this team. I think, like Gary said, there must be a continuation of the good work, but it must move forward and there must be improvements made, whether that's with personnel coming in or whether that's with slight tweaks to the tactical system that's been deployed for the last three and a half years. That'll be up for Gio and that'll be the decisions that he needs to make in the next kind of six, seven weeks going into January. This is Rangers will have their recruitment for January. This is where Ross Wilson comes in. When when a manager leaves sure. now, it shouldn't have the the effect it normally has where everything goes to pieces. Ross Wilson will have targets. Rangers will be planning for those targets and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will just come in and look at those mm. targets and, and start to work with them. But I think what we've seen with Ange Postacoglu is when you go to a market that you know and you understand the player and you maybe know the player personally like Kyogo, then it's it's a huge advantage. A huge mm-hmm. advantage. And I've done it myself as a manager, signing Kenny Miller, signing Scott McDonald for Partick Thistle. I signed them because they were good players, but I knew them as characters. And when you get that opportunity, then then it's an even better uh, chance to, to sign someone that you know is going to come into the group and make an impact. Yeah, there'll always be a bit of that. I'm thinking Stephen Gerrard's signings. There was a there was quite a wide range, but you know, dipped into that English market a lot. Jermaine Defoe, clearly that was all about the, the personal relationship. Um, but even some of the other ones that have become uh, kind of mainstays, you know, often dipping into the English market. But there were signings from... From elsewhere as well uh, You of course Many many moons ago Played With Giovanni Van Bronckhurst I won't do that thing You always hear this Did you know back then He was going to be a manager <laughs> 20 years ago uh, People always ask that So I'll, I'll steer clear of that one What was he like though Do you remember that period well He was a wonderful footballer You know He was A good teammate Again he, he, he was quiet he, he kept himself himself He led He led by example But uh, again You look at his career Where it went after Rangers mm. Winning the Premier League with Arsenal, going on to win all the trophies that he won at Barcelona, represent his country however many times he represented Holland. So it's a wonderful playing career again to go right back to the very first point. It is a very, very good playing career that when you match it up against Steven Gerrard's, it does hold up. You know, it does hold up. So it was a good lad, but an excellent football player. Clearly he's went on And he's had those ambitions Of being a coach and a manager Kenny Miller says Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Was so quiet He can't believe He's the Rangers manager That's the headline 01419511025 Celtic fans This is a great time To get in touch We are going to hear From Ange Postacoglu next There is a massive uh, League Cup semi-final tomorrow Taking on St Johnson How are you feeling? How exciting is it To be on the brink Of getting Ange Postacoglu Into his first final? How big a test Will St Johnson be? They're the Cup specialists and uh, what are you thinking about the team tomorrow? Pick up the phone, we'll speak to you and hear from Ange Postacoglu next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Caldwell and Kenny Miller are here, 0141-951-1025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, let's speak to Paul, who's a Celtic fan on the line. How much are you looking forward to tomorrow, Paul? Yeah, hi Gordon, hi guys uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow uh, I do my best But I struggle with the international break Even uh, this one? Come on 
Uh, as I said I'm doing my best I'm trying my hardest Did you manage a smile At full time against Denmark That's all we need Half a smile I'll settle for that Oh no no I, I was I was really happy Don't get me wrong But I'm try, I'm getting there But it just doesn't Fall the fine That Listen each to their own The real stuff's back then As far as you're concerned What What are your main thoughts Ahead of that game tomorrow uh, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow I'm looking forward to seeing Celtic uh, On the, the big pitch At Hamden this will be the first time that Angus uh, had a team there. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the team set up. The, I'm, I'm hoping, I think, we'll play the strongest team, which has to be the Cayego through the middle. Uh, it's not been that long since we played St. Johnson. Uh, so they are a, they're a tough nut to crack, but I'm really looking forward. I hope Celtic exploit the big pitch uh, and go, go for it early on. Said this in the last couple of seasons, Gary. Does the scheduling now of the League Cup actually provide a, a really good opportunity? If you are Ange Postecoglou, you're early on in your spell, you're early on in your rebuild. Like one of you said it earlier on, you've got the chance already in mid-November to get yourself into a cup final, and that must do wonders for confidence, momentum, and people buying into what you're trying to put across. Yeah, I think it does. It buys you time. It uh, gives the fans what they want, as as to see their team lift trophies. Uh, so I think it's very important that you know whilst he had a slow start, he's he's starting to get his point across. The the team are playing well, uh, and it's important you know they win it. Obviously, a, a very difficult semi final first, uh, but it's important you you get that silverware and you you get the team off to a flying start. The international break is one of those cliches. Does it come at a good time, a bad time? I'm never really sure what um, you know. You can always spin it both ways, but certainly going into that break. Attacking wise Celtic had gone off Away to Ferencvaros And scored a few They had then gone to Dens And scored some really impressive Goals So you can understand Why fans like Paul Are looking at The Hamden pitch And the size of it And all the rest of it And, and expecting them to pick up Where they left off Yeah I think Kyogo and Jota Are just Getting better and better And that is the reason why They are scoring so many goals I think when Ange first came in, they, they had a clear identity of how they wanted to play. They were very much a possession-based team, one of the best in Europe, but they didn't have any end product. They they weren't penetrating enough in the final third, and, and these two players have, have transformed that, and it will be interesting to see at Hamden against a team that has you know, been set up very well in Cups, uh, especially last season, to win both. Shows that on, on a one-off game, they're difficult to beat. This guy Kenny Miller was telling me You've been golfing recently with Xander Clark And Sean Rooney was it not You were telling us that the last time uh, Clearly a huge part of St Johnson's Ridiculously good cup success last season Yeah again obviously Sean scoring the two The two winners which I was actually unaware of Until until he told me on the first tee Was he dining <laughs> yeah, on yeah, that yeah, for the full yeah, 18 yeah, holes And the second oh, yeah, and the side, <laughs> All the way right till we won on the 17th uh, But no listen Xander Clark's been in some wonderful form You know he's uh, obviously got back into the Scotland setup as well a huge part and it's going to have to be a huge part of any any positive result tomorrow because like Gary says Celtic are attacking very, and they have been since since early on in the season they were still scoring goals at a couple of sixes early on but now they are firing and they are getting better and better so yep St Johnston defence and, and, and team as a whole are going to have to be right on their game tomorrow Is that the hope Paul that you know everyone's so delighted all the Celtic fans are so delighted with Jota Kyogo but it is early in their Celtic career is there still a realistic hope that the best is still to come. The best is around the corner from them. Oh, hundred percent. I hope so. Uh, I mean, I think 
uh, I think we can go. I, I, I think he's a total breath of fresh air. Uh, you actually, he's that he's that good. You're just kind of used to seeing it. Where he first came, uh, there was this this wee guy who didn't give a defender a moment. I mean, it must be an absolute nightmare to play against. Uh, Jota is starting to. Well, he has been for a wee while now, but he's really be looking like the player that he was rumoured to be a few years ago. Uh, aye, it's, it's, it's all looking very positive. Is this where knockout competitions are so important, Paul? Because I've I've spun it the positive way to Gary talking about if Celtic win, you're in a cup final and everyone thinks Ange is great. D- defeat tomorrow, does that? Does that set Ange Postacoglu back? Does that raise serious question marks? Is that just the nature of of football when you when you're at Celtic or Rangers? Well, Gordon, I've Pep Guardiola, Big Ange, whoever is the manager of Celtic, if they lost, if they lose, in it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's Celtic. We we set ourselves high standards, and we we should be winning everything. And that that's what the, the aim is. So it, it will be set him back. I I'm not saying that uh, people will be calling for his his head, but no, if if he should win, we should win. Okay, let's hear from the Celtic manager ahead of that one. Then I think that's yeah. I think that's why you come to a football club like this is to to sort of create your own um, legacy and. Um, yeah, as you said, there's quite a few. This will be their first trip to Hamden and, and, and in, in a big game, and and um, knowing that the consequences of it are that, you know, if you're successful, you get an opportunity to play for a trophy, and uh, you know this football club uh, demands that of its players every year, and um, you know that's the expectation. So we've got ourselves into a position of that opportunity exists and now it's up to us to to make sure we take it on Saturday Thanks to Paul Let's bring in Craig who is a Celtic fan from Kilmarnock How are you feeling tomorrow Craig? Feeling confident? Hi, how are you doing Gordon? Good Hi Kenny, hi, hi uh, Who else we got? It's Gary You can call him whatever you like hey, Gary, how are you doing? How are you doing? Gary, I knew you right? Gary, I just I went blank there uh, I'm actually afraid of Marlock, no Kilmarnock but that's Oh honestly see, the producers need Wash the ears out Don't Marnock Not kill Marnock Very different Come on Come on Anyway man. Take it away Craig On I, you go It's my dog Jackson <laughs> uh, Listen I've got a couple of, I've got a couple of questions To the panel uh, My first one Is obviously regarding Celtic I think You know Moving forward uh, We're looking Really really good You know the, the start of the season Was a major overhaul For us you know And Last season was very Disappointing For a couple of reasons One we We never played well As a team And two obviously Rangers uh, Won the, won the title you know but you look at this year you look what Ange has had today bringing what, up to 16 players I think it was you know and just the way we're playing the exciting football I'm just really excited about moving forward you know on to next year you know come come the, the transfer window you know I was listening to a media conference with Ange you know and he was talking about some hidden talents on the other side of the world you know so I think there's going to be you know if we, we can manage to get maybe Two or three day wee hidden gems for the other side of the world, you know. In January, I think things are going to be looking really good. So I just really want to ask the panel first and foremost: Have Celtic, you know, come in and sign maybe two or three good players, uh, hidden gems, so to speak? Do you think we'll challenge Rangers? And and then I'll go to my next uh, question. Yeah, I think they're challenging Rangers already. Uh, I think Rangers missed an opportunity early in the season where 
Celtic were in a transitional period They did sign a lot of players It was going to take time And Rangers made some costly mistakes at that time That has kept the title race open But I think now both teams are, are, are probably on a, a similar level And I think it's going to be a, a title race that goes right to the wire uh, I, listen, I think if you improve the squad Absolutely, they'll they'll put up a fight I, I, I do believe that Rangers will be too strong over the over the course uh, there, there is a flip side to, to, to Rangers as well That yes, they did slip up and they did They had a real chance to kind of really put the, the foot right on the throat Earlier on when, when Celtic were not firing like they are at the moment But Rangers have not been firing We've said it many a time on the show They're getting the job done they're four points clear at the top of the league and I don't think they've even scratched the surface of what they're capable of this year. So it could be really, really interesting with Celtic strengthening and Rangers actually getting back to their best and we could have a, a really interesting mm. title race. I would just bet, bet Rangers to be too, too strong over the course of this season. Craig, this is going to need to be a short question and a short answer, but let's give it a go. <coughs> Cheers. Just regarding Rangers, just what Kenny was saying there, they're not playing too well uh, this season. I think... It, uh, they get over the Rangers done really well last year without a, a shadow of doubt. But my point is, Celtic never turned up. And what I'm really interested in going into Sunday's game very quickly. If Rangers do not score early and the crowd get on their back with a new manager in the stand, I think Rangers are there for the taking. I really do. Go on then, answer that. Listen, I, I, would, listen, I would say absolutely. I mean, Hibs went to Hibs went to Ibrox yeah, uh, three weeks off. ago and, and and more than held their own before the sending off. So listen, Hibs can cause any team any any team trouble with the, with the attacking players that they've got. Absolutely. Craig, who's somewhere between Dal Marnock and Kill Marnock, it was nice to speak to you. Hopefully, we'll do it again, Craig. Thanks very much, guys. Good Cheers. man. Have a good night. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. You should have heard these two at the last break. Are you any good at beat the pundit? What are you like? How you, how'd you go at beat the I pundit? Just one for one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got a good record. Caldwell, he gets a bit nervous on it, I would say. But if you want to take advantage of that, 01419511025, we'll play Beat the Pundit next. And if you want to play, you need to get your call in before seven o'clock. <laughs> Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's that time of the night We test the football knowledge of Kenny Miller Or Gary Caldwell And test it up against you So let's see how we get on this evening Keep your phone calls coming in by the way 01419511025 Obviously a hugely significant week And then weekend for Rangers So any thoughts on Giovanni Van Bronckhurst But Celtic fans have started hearing from you Big game against St Johnston We've heard from Ange Postacoglu So keep your calls coming in On that And anything else you think we've missed Please do put us right Pick up the phone And let us know Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay beat the pundit time Oliver is a Rangers fan in Wisher How's it going Oliver? Uh, you right. Yeah good mate Who would you rather face out of these two? Uh, it doesn't matter, whatever. Uh, doesn't bother. Doesn't care. Does couldn't care less. And he's admitting it to us. That's fine. He thinks you're both as hopeless as each other, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, and do you know what? They're trying to be clever. They're trying to second guess. They've convinced themselves that there's a question in here about how many caps Giovanni van Bronckhorst has got. That isn't there. But we'll wait and see. Uh, heads, it is Gary. Tails, it will be Kenny. And it is tails. Kenny up against Oliver from Wisher. So let me give uh, Kenny some. Clyde 2 to listen to He's shaking his head You're not happy with this You're dreading this 
He's not on his homework, he said. Right, let's give him some Clyde 2 to listen to so that he can't steal your answers, Oliver. 30 seconds, answer as many questions right as you can. And if you don't know, just pass and we'll move on to the next one, okay? Let's go, 30 seconds starts now. How many league titles has Callum McGregor won? Five. Name any current manager in the Scottish Championship who played with Van Bronckhurst at Rangers. Pass. Which former Scotland player had a statue unveiled of him in Aberdeen yesterday? Pass. Who was the only St Johnston player in the current Scotland squad? Uh, John Joe Kenny joined Celtic on loan from which English side? Uh, Everton. Which Scottish Premiership team have a zero goal difference? Muddle. Okay, let's bring Kenny back. Uh, Kenny, can you hear us? Kenny Miller, can you hear us? No, still not. That means producer Chris needs to press the right button for me. Kenny, have you got us now? Got you. Good. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts. No. How many Scottish League titles has Callum McGregor won? Six. Name any current manager in the Scottish Championship who played with Van Bronckhorst at Rangers. Pass. Which former Scotland player had a statue unveiled in Aberdeen yesterday? Pass. Who was the only St Johnston player in the current Scotland squad? Santa Clark. John Joe Kenny joined Celtic on loan from which English team? Everton. Which Scottish Premiership side have a zero goal difference? St Johnston Who was the last Rangers player to score in a Europa League game? Hadji <laughs> Oliver, what do you think? Uh, they get the last one right, so I think it might be a tie But I think it might have up to there Do you know what, see that, that under pressure, that last one That could be crucial because Anyway, let's find out How many Scottish League titles has Callum McGregor won? Do you know what Oliver, I feel a bit sorry for you You're, you're up against a guy that's got no idea Just guess he's six and gets it right So I mean, what, what chance have you I've done the math quick nah, Honestly <laughs> no? I'd rather be lucky than good uh, Oliver guessed five, you guessed six, you were right One nil And you six, you mean yeah. Disappointed in you in this one, come on Teammates yeah. of yours You've got a bit of time to digest it Former who played with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Who's now a manager In the Scottish Championship Or maybe not Still don't know Billy yeah. Dodds Dodds Alan yep. Johnson Sticky yep. Okay Sticky Is that yep. Alan Johnson's nickname yep. Is it Yep You'd like to say why Do you want I to know On a family show Dribble 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 oh, yeah, right, That's okay. what it was well, That's eh? fine then That's, that's alright right, Nothing now um, Disappointed in you both for this What former Scotland player I know it Dennis Law Dennis Law The statue The lawman up there Doing the celebration Wasn't he um, So where are we We're still 1-0 I think to Kenny At this point um, You both knew Xander Clark So Kenny stays One in front You both knew John Joe Kenny From Everton So Kenny stays One in front 3-2 A bit of a guess For this one Understandably See you've just You've not quite Cottoned on Kenny yeah. Experience yeah. You were such an Experienced yeah. player But you're not Experienced at Beat the Pundit I actually though. thought about that Before it even started The as league well. table Is yeah. behind you On the wall The answer is Hibs That's what I said though. It was no, not okay. You both got it wrong And I think you know Oliver That's the end of the road For you And Kenny it, he just I was expecting you to pass And you pulled Yanis Hadji Out the bag Which was a great shout So it was a four for Kenny And a two for Oliver Hard lines Oliver nah, Night, Oliver Good Magic man. Cheers. That was Oliver in Wisher. Just, just there we go. Another victory. It's another, it's another W. Eh? Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Not Sometimes bad. it's no pretty, but you need to get the <laughs> job done. Actually, what four? Four <laughs> is okay. I just, it's the ones you got wrong. I expected better from you, but I'll, I'll, I'll lower my expectations for you next time. Is that all right? Wrong. One two two. Go on, right. come on now. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Whatever you want to discuss, whether it is that big Celtic game tomorrow. That's where we left off before. The news, hearing from Ange Postacoglu, looking at what type of uh, test St Johnston may pose. 
Uh, if you want to talk Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's appointment, you can do that. Uh, what about this news that it looks like the Scotland yellow card situation could be wiped out for the playoffs? Is that common sense prevailing? We all expected to be on that tightrope. Was it eight players, you know, like Tommy and Gilmore and Robertson and, and McGinn and so on? Uh, but it looks like all the nations are going to get together and, and that will not be the case for the playoffs. That relief. Yeah, absolutely. I think it should have been done at the end of the group stage. So nobody's missing a semi-final, but absolutely should not be missing a final. Again, that's been talked about for years and years, people missing Champions League finals, Europa League finals. So absolutely common sense prevailing. Like I said, I just think at the end of the groups, it probably could, be, it could come into effect then. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that list, Gary, it was... Incredible actually That we came through The Denmark game Without any of them Picking up a booking And going on to miss But loads of Our teams are in this In this position I don't know if you've seen Italy's list Let me uh, quickly try And and get it up I read it earlier I wouldn't want to try And uh, recall them all Off the the top of my head But for instance um, Chiesa um, Insigne uh, Barella Donnarumma Chiellini All of them Would be the same So that might actually be quite Maybe nice. We keep it. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we should risk it. Hope that we don't get any bookings and that it affects everyone else. I think it's very. Can we difficult. vote against it. Actually, I've changed my mind. It's very difficult to play a game of that magnitude yeah. with that in the back of your head. It, you know, you have to be all out, uh, and and to have a, a booking hanging over you would be very difficult. Uh, Turkey apparently have thirteen players, half the squad, who would miss the the possible final. So they are looking at changing that. Um, Let's take a call from Brian in, in Peterhead actually Hi Brian Hello there, hi guys hi there. What's your point tonight Brian? I've got an alternative view regarding the Scotland Okay They the won the two games at the weekend which was great Win the World Cup playoff, great But since then the papers, the pundits, the majority of your own uh, callers have said But also we won six games in a row mm-hmm. Does that mean nothing? It means nothing Who have we played? Nobody have we played Spain? No. France? No. Italy? No. West Germany? No. Brazil? No. Argentina? No. Anybody? No. We've played nobody. All this hype is rubbish. Enjoy the results, but don't listen to the hype. It's wow. be some shock if we played Brazil or Argentina <laughs> in the UEFA qualifying campaign, I must admit. But, um, wow. That's just... Through my week, I thought I thought we were all I thought we were all unanimously optimistic about what Scotland had been doing. Not Brian. I definitely am again, Brian. I know what you're saying. We've not played. I would say we've not played in my opinion either a superpower. But what we've played is is a very very good Denmark team, a very strong Austria team. And let me tell you, it doesn't matter. I thought Pharaohs were excellent. You know, so international football is not easy. Why I'm really really positive is the performance in the first half the other night against Denmark for me. As a performance that I've been waiting to see for this group of players, a, a bit of dominance, a real kind of structure to their play. The goal was coming. We had a, a, the tenth ranked tenth team in the world. We had them on the rack at that point, and that, I think we were worthy winners against a very very good team who by the way, were so so close to getting to the Euros uh, final in, in the summer. So well, yeah, that ended disaster. Yeah, it did. It absolutely did. And uh, if you look back on, it, I'm sure there'll be is changes. The thing, though, but again, the language we use is important. Was the Euros a disaster or was it underwhelming? It, it, listen, it was. Because there's a big difference. Absolutely, it was. I think we went and with so much. Disaster not getting there for 23 years. It's far from a disaster. Oh, cheers, bro. I mean, you guys had a big part in that, for God's sake. You two gave us some good moments yeah, but, uh, to whatever that. Your no, teammates will let you down. It was far from a disaster. You know, we went there fully optimism. The first game for me was going to be crucial. Hamden against Czech Republic. 
Clearly they were the team you would look at and think They're the opportunity we've got to get off to a start And by the way, three points would have done You know, three points would have done And I think everybody was looking at that game in particular So we underperformed We never lived up to the hype in that game So uh, no, far from a disaster But uh, no, I think I think there's a lot to be positive about Surrounding the Scotland national team at the moment Brian, Denmark are ranked 10th in the world For us to win relatively comfortably Can we not just allow ourselves to enjoy that? Is that not seen as a success? I want somebody first, second or third Not tenth So you're only happy if we beat one of the world's top three teams? Yeah, very much so, yeah <laughs> But it's a very it's a very specific <laughs> uh, set of criteria, I must admit I'm just worried for Brian, to be honest <laughs> Brian, what, what what makes you happy, Brian? What? Where do you get your happiness from, generally speaking? Oh, Saturday, wasn't it Celtic? Watching Celtic every Saturday <laughs> Well, hold on a minute <laughs> see, if, see, see if Celtic beats St Johnson tomorrow, Brian that's the way nah, look at, look St Johnson are Ninth They're ninth, ninth in the league And look at Celtic's budget Doesn't St Johnson would only dream of that So does that mean That wouldn't be very enjoyable Oh I'll enjoy it Don't worry <laughs> well, I'm starting to think That you're maybe a bit biased Then Brian um, Wow I don't know I mean Brian mentions the fact that, You know six Winning six games in a row Doesn't mean anything it's, And he re- references the fact That we've played some Some weak teams Not all Let's bear in mind We always play those teams That's the point That's the, the way the group is made up And we've not won six competitive games In a row since 1930 I was You just beat me I've Your stat there Got that written down And Hugh Keevans told me It was a great run Back then He was there <laughs> And uh, I mean, Come on Surely I think that stat alone Says it You know that 1930 Such a long time ago And To go on a run When We needed to as well We were under pressure and and to pull out the results that we have, the performance against Denmark was outstanding. As good as the England performance for me, that's the blueprint for this team moving forward. High energy, high intensity, forward passes, real momentum. Uh, I'm delighted where Scotland are. I don't know what what's up with Brian. Brian, is this not all about where you've been? Because there are yes, there are other countries who would. Look at what we're doing and say Well that, that's not that exciting But we've not been in a World Cup since 1998 So to get to a playoff after all this time That has to be seen as success at this point surely Well if we get through the next two rounds It will, it will be success yes yeah, I mean I get that I get that that's Absolutely, the jobs yeah. that will be done But but there, you know, there is um, You get degrees of success You get degrees of failure surely It's not, it's not a black and white thing It's not You know It's either successful or, or it's Disaster, like I say, getting to a playoff for the first time in however long it's been is that's that's success, that's relative success, surely. Well, the job at the start of the campaign is to qualify for the World yeah. Cup. In all reality, in any group, Scotland are going to have big, big teams ahead of them based on our seeding and, and what pot we're in. So to get the playoff for me was a hundred percent a success, and there's been some fantastic performances in it and big, big results. Austria away is a huge result. Mm. You know, going to Moldova home and away and winning as well, it's not easy. And that performance, like Gary said the other night, for me was absolutely outstanding. Again, I've been waiting to see that. I believe the group's capable. It was a wonderful performance. Once we've got that that goal lead, we could then we've seen some fantastic defending as well, which is something that's been associated always with the Scotland teams. But we had a real, real quality about us there against Denmark. Denmark are up to ninth, according to William Wilson on Twitter. So there we go. Makes the achievement even better, Brian. But once they're up to the top three, that's when we can <laughs> celebrate, yeah? Wait till we start playing them. Good. Thanks, thanks, Brian and Peterhead. Just, just honestly. No, there's no pleasing some people. Nah, but. there is not. That is not. That's fine. Thank you, Brian. Though it was nice. To, it's always nice to hear an alternative view. I do say that, so I can't be a hypocrite. 
Uh, I can't go back on that. Um, now you two are in together on a, a Friday night. You have both been at the memorial <laughs> service for Walter Smith earlier on. Um, a fitting tribute to him, was it? Yeah, it was incredible. It was an honour to be there. To to be perfectly honest, amongst you know the the greats of of Scottish football and and the wider kind of football uh, family, uh, he was. An outstanding football manager But I think everyone that went up and spoke And everyone you speak to He was so much more than that And I only had dealings with him with the national team Which is obviously not as much as Kenny Or, or people that played club football with him But he had such an impact on me As, as a player, as a person And then beyond that uh, He's worked with the LMA uh, Helping me in my coaching career And he only texted me recently When I was at Newcastle uh, He sent a text and I, and I text him back and I said, oh, it's great to hear that you're better. And then uh, so quickly, you know, he, he's gone. So it was a, a fitting tribute for, everyone said it today, a, a giant of, of Scottish football. Agree, totally agree. You know, it was emotional. Uh, it was it was good to be part of it, you know, and, and pay your respects to a, like, a, a great man, firstly. Uh, a fantastic football manager and a massive, massive loss to the world of football. It was also good to hear the stories uh, that everybody's got. You know, there was, there's a, it was a celebration of of a fantastic man. Uh, and as always, there is everybody's got their stories. He touched so many people in a, in a positive way, and and that was shown today in the and everything that came out of the of the service. And the the list of the, the who's who of you know football figures who you know made the trip to go along it, it, that probably speaks volumes, doesn't it, to the type of influence he had on the game. Absolutely, I mean, it, it touched so many people. And again, it's even even when you know him and you've worked with him, when you when you hear the stories, you actually don't know how much you know. Some of the story against Sir Alex was up and and talked about his his dealings with him. And I, for me, it would I would have thought of being at Man United and and, and being the assistant. But it goes so much further back with the Scotland national team and and how highly that Sir Alex had held him in regard as well. You know, it was really really. It was it was. I'm really emotional to hear those stories uh, today. I says it was like Gary. I felt. An honour and a privilege to be part of it, you know, because I wanted to pay your respects to a, a man who affected me, like Gary says, as a player and, and a person so much. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, it was the the fitting tribute that he deserved. Uh, well done to everyone who who turned out and everyone who spoke so well at that occasion. Let's line up some more of your calls. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll speak to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Caldwell and Kenny Miller are here. 0141-951-1025 to keep your calls uh, coming in. Let's hear from you. Um, we've got a question tonight, a full-time teaser that's been sent in by Chris in Clyde Bank. And if you want to submit your question, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. Topical this one. I think you'll scoosh it I'm going to look for you to get involved Don't let him dominate Don't let Kenny Miller take over this question Because it's more up his street It's a team effort Eight players who Is this like when you two played for Scotland You just boot the ball up the pitch and let him chase it Is that that what's going to happen? Very harsh Eight players who played the most games With Giovanni Van Bronckhurst at Rangers So who are the eight players that he shared the pitch with The most times uh, At Rangers Any that would jump out straight away? Barry Ferguson yep. There we go You've got the first one Number Kenny one. Yep, fair, yeah. 28 times uh, Alberts 
Yes, 23 Okay, we'll leave it there You've got between now and the end of the show uh, To name the eight players who played the most games With Giovanni Van Bronckhurst at Rangers And a quick reminder If you want to hear your question used on the show The address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com uh, Speaking of you two being Scotland teammates That just reminds me, Kenny Because Gary did a few shows last season Into the Euros And he was telling stories about you yeah. When you weren't here and although you're you're very good friends, he told us about the time you were you almost came to blows <laughs> in, in the in the dressing room. Do you want to give us your version? Because he told us his months ago. You know, it was it's so it was bad. So poor for him And he went down On my <laughs> estimation that day You know Are you going right. to let him say that? It, 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 you know, he knows chance. it's true you know? I'll let him speak So first. we come in Was it 2-0 or 3-0 at half time? 3-0 He's at fault for 3 goals oh. <laughs> He's at fault for 3 goals So he's coming in Arguing with Faddy Usual striker You need to defend crosses You need to score goals Oh this kind of carry on And I Guys to be fair Faddy's right It's a cross It's a free header in the 6 yard F off Oh guys come on now F off And he just kept saying it And winding me up And winding me up And winding me Guys come on on So that was it It all kicked off Me and him are going for it People are pulling us apart There was somebody walking around Doing laps of the the, 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 the treatment table Blowing a whistle Who will remain nameless That was the manager He told us last time <laughs> you know, He's already named them It was just It was carnage so you know, the so. manager again? George Burley So he's uh, you know, blowing I've... a whistle To try and split you two up I didn't find that out though until I was Wigan manager in 2015 pre-season. <laughs> Michael McBride, the Scotland physio, mm-hmm. I got him to Wigan and he told me that story Probably. that as we were in full like fight and arguing mode, George got a whistle to try and break us up. And it clearly didn't work. No. no well, it did. Listen, it came. Eventually, obviously, as things do, they settled down. Uh, but no, it was uh, it was a it was a, it was an interesting half time. We still that. played Hearts on the flight home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely made up. Who won the fight? No, it was one. It was it was a clean sheet the second half, <laughs> and we we got beat three 0 So yeah. if anything, we we at least got a reaction. We got a reaction. So he, is he right though? You you were you were the one that was out of order in the dressing room. No, it was your classic striker defender, chicken or the egg. Mm. So I mean You were 3-0 down <laughs> We had two great chances ah, right, okay. <laughs> But I mean If strikers don't take their chance At least you get a 0-0 out the game but Strikers have to defend right, okay. first <laughs> Defend for the front That's what we always say I'm going to get a whistle for next time <laughs> See what's kicking off in here I'm just going to start blowing the whistle 01419511025 uh, Chris is in Ayrshire Chris take it away How you doing? Good thanks How uh, are you? Not bad My first point I was listening to the first caller Saying how like Disappointed he was with Gerard leaving and disappointed in the Rangers' performances this season. I think most of us Rangers fans are going off of last season, which was unbelievable in the league. To keep that up this season was going to be hard. And the goals we're conceding has been individual mistakes, errors. It's not been teams cutting us off and playing throughs. So I think the performances has been okay if we could cut out the individual mistakes. But my biggest fear now is who does Gerard take in January? Is he going to take Kent, Aribo, Kamara? And will Gio get the money for them to rebuild the, the squad and to replace the guys? Because they're a big part of what Rangers do. What do you make of that, Kenny? That's <clears throat> clearly something that a lot of people have on their minds. Is that realistic? And if so, who are the ones that you would look out for? Yeah, I think there's... I wouldn't say 100% yes or no, but I do know that there is a lot of there's a lot of their players. You know, I think 
three that come to mind for me, the potential guys that, that Stephen would maybe be interested in are Joe Rebo, Ryan Kent, and Glenn Kamara. That would be three that I would I would be concerned about if uh, if Stephen wanted to come back and and have a look at Rangers and potential signs for Aston Villa. That would be three that I would I would be concerned about. Yeah, I think again we spoke about managers who know players and know them personally. So if he is looking for players in those positions, then I'm sure they will be the first ones that he that he thinks about where they thinks are good enough for. The English Premier League is an, is another thing. Depends but, what he's got in those areas, doesn't it? Yeah, he but he will definitely look at players who he's worked with closely, like he did for Rangers when he brought Kent from Liverpool. He, he had worked with him. Mm-hmm. He knew he knew the lad. He knew his quality. Uh, so I think he'll do the same at Aston Villa. And I suppose once you've once you've been up here, you will shake off a bit of that snobbery that exists down there, as if everybody north of the border is completely hopeless and you're wasting your time. He will know that's not the case. And in case the Aston Villa fans are in any doubt Look at the guy they got for £2 million In the middle of the park Who's arguably um, one of their best players And certainly a fan's favourite So um, that side of it would be Maybe not such an issue this time No, definitely not And he's, again, like Gary says He's worked with these players he, he understands the pressures That these players have to perform under Every single week And, and what they've achieved for him As well as a manager So, And there's relationships there you know. So if, if he does Fancy coming back in for any Rangers players that he know he'll come in for the ones he knows he can trust, the knows the ones that are capable and potentially moving on again, they can kick on to another level. In your experience, and this may well be a ridiculous question, can such a thing ever exist where an agreement's put in that you, you can't come back for the players within X amount of time? Does that sort of thing go on? Yeah, yeah. I would imagine they, they could have put that in the contract, whether they have or not. Mm. Uh, only Rangers and, and Villa will know, but it might be something. Normally only one window you you would get that, so possibly January. Mm. Uh, but in the summer, I would imagine you, you wouldn't get it for more than one window. I mean, Chris, Rangers have shown, I guess, and certainly with the Alfredo Morelos thing a while ago, there's been some interest in others. They're not they're not going to give Stephen Gerrard all three, though, are they? Or, or I say give. that It's unlikely they're going to allow a, a wholesale movement. Would it be the worst thing in the world to, to move one of them on and, and get a, a nice fee for them? No, no, if you move one, I just think, well, my, I was actually going to say that question there about could managers, can they, well, when they leave the club say, right, you don't touch any more players in this window. But I think if uh, Rangers listen to Gerard in his interviews, was saying, well, if anybody comes in for my top players, they better be willing to pay the big money for them. So I'm kind of hoping if he does come in, Rangers stick to that stance and say, well, Stephen, you better stump up a great amount of cash for them because if you take one away yeah you, you get a wee bit of the, half the money for them uh, on the playing squad you could replace them but I think if you took all three it would be it would be dis- it wouldn't be good for, for yep. the squad I think it's highly unlikely we'd come yeah. for three players anyway I mean I, I'm, I'm looking at I named the three and again Nathan Patterson might be another one but I would be really interested to see the fee that they came in for for an Ethan Patterson after the the kind of five million kind of joke mm-hmm. when Everton came in, so uh, it would be interesting to see that one. That's for sure. But yeah, it would be highly unlikely. I think you would even take two. I think 
of those three, I think it would depend where he thinks Aston Villa maybe need a little bit of strengthening. But that would be three yeah. or, or four with Patterson, maybe. But I know they're pretty strong there. It's easy to get carried away. When was the last time a club signed three players from any other club in one transfer window? It can't happen very often. Um, never mind if when ever. it's when it's a yeah. former manager. So we actually um, signed three for Gary Caldwell when he was Wigan manager at Rangers. Yes. Rob Kiernan You've just answered James my Tavernier question there. And Martin Wacon oh, There we go That's not the quiz question tonight That <laughs> uh, wasn't well thought out by me It's rare That's all I was trying to say um, Brian Can you imagine that this show If this transpires Brian says Gerard could very well sign Kyogo and Jota Is this the same Brian that was No on this is a different head, Brian no, no, no. It's a different Brian This one's just I don't know if he's causing trouble But it's, it's a Yeah he says Gerard could sign Kyogo and Jota well, That would be quite something um, phone lines would be lively that night, wouldn't I they? Think so. Yeah, but yeah. You know, it's not a, another thing. It doesn't get thrown about that an ex Rangers man will come in and take a, a Celtic player or vice versa just to kind of weaken. It's something of the, the conspiracy. <laughs> That's all we love. need. That's all yep. we need. Um, Chris, what about Van Bronckhorst then as the as the replacement for Steven Gerrard and and what you've made of that and I guess what's about to happen in the next couple of weeks? I think it's exciting times to, for a Rangers fan because I, I grew up watching Giovanni play for Rangers along with Kenny Miller playing it was he, what he did with Feyenoord was unbelievable but this is a this is a different club it's it's whether he gets the same reaction out of the players I think there needs to be a reaction out of these Rangers players just now and I think if he comes in I think they play the same style of football what he played at Feyenoord with a 4-3-3 so it's exciting times and I I would love him to be there on Sunday because this is a massive game and uh, Rangers, uh, they can't take Hibs lightly on Sunday. No way. This is it's a hard game for Rangers and to come through this, then it, it, it could be a good season. But ultimately, me as a Rangers fan, I'm just looking to get to January, still top of the league and then see what transpires there with players going out and hopefully Gio will be thinking players going out and he's got some people in mind to replace them because they would have spoke about that in his interview I presume Yeah we're still to learn a little bit more about the Giovanni Van Bronckhurst era Kenny it certainly does look the case that Roy Mackay will come in as one of his backroom staff I'm seeing newspaper reports tonight talking about Neil McCann perhaps going in there as well how important is it that side of it's right as well? It needs to be because any manager needs a, a really strong support network that's from his staff, that's from his club. Uh, again, for, for for me, you want to bring people in, not just guys that you know and, and mates, guys that are capable. They're going to be adding something to your, added value to your uh, to your team because ultimately it's a tough job. You know, football management's tough and you need as many good people about you as you can. <laughs> Matthew has, <laughs> because Matthew's answered the question brilliantly. How could I forget about this one? Because I was there. Uh, on the press conference day And it genuinely stands as one of the weirdest things I've ever seen from a press point of view Matthew says Rangers brought in the Newcastle 5 on loan in one window Yep Were you there? I was there, yep I was there Weird It was incredible, yep Five players on loan, bang uh, Was that when Ash? Yes, yeah. yes. And they were told they, they kind of had to play, didn't they? But well, then a few of them were injured played, and stuff. There was injuries, there was Harris Vukic Harris yeah. was there, yep. I Harris. Harris was there, yep uh, yep. So we had Harris there. You had we we fair. Uh, Gail Bigramana, Shane Ferguson, Gail Shane Ferguson, Remy you Street. Had, yep, Remy Street, and the last and one. Babu had a very Babu, Kevin Kevin and Babu good career. Went on to have a fantastic career. But I remember because Kenny McDowell was in charge at the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And someone in the press conference asked him, I mean, Kenny, do these do these guys need to play? And he just just straight face just looked and just went, yes. <laughs> and, and like, although that's the answer that you're kind of hoping for from a dramatic story perspective, no one could really believe it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But it never tried. You know, they, I think a few of them nah, were injured. Well, they never really. <clears throat> yep. That never must have really been a strange time. It was. Uh, it was. It was. Again, like you say, they came up. Harris was probably the only one that actually played and and contributed. To be honest, because I think Shane was injured. Mm. Kevin got injured and, and again never really settled. Uh, the other two, a wee biggie played a wee bit, but I think he had, he had issues and injury problems as well. So, yeah, that was that. Do you know what I was just thinking? For all the talk about Giovanni van Bronckhurst and people are learning what he's been up to, and apparently spent five weeks at the City Group, and people are saying, This is great, he's been learning off Pep Guardiola. Is, there, is now the time to reveal that he was actually learning off you? Because yeah, that's where you're employed. It wasn't Pep, Pep that came in to see it was me. When was that? Is that? Did that time. Just a few weeks ago. <laughs> I now don't know if we're joking anymore and I'm worried No um, I've not seen Before Gio. your time I've not seen him But do you know when it was Anyway no Was it before that I'm not, I, I don't I, know I'm, now, I'm moving away from the joke right? I know he wasn't learning from you But you don't know if that was recently Or before. How's that no. going anyway Brilliant Enjoying loving it? it Loving it Where have you been Jet setting everywhere Make us jealous Portugal oh, uh, And I've got Belgium and Germany next week Sorry, Honestly yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed, I'm amazed he gave, he's given us some of his time tonight yeah. actually uh, Quite nice of him Right okay on this teaser We are looking for the <clears throat> 8 players did I say Who yep. played the most games I think I'm doing well with this as with well With Giovanni van Bronckhurst at Rangers You've given me Barry Ferguson and George Stefan Alberts Stefan Kloss Stefan Kloss is wrong You're not doing well anymore Lorenzo Lorenzo Amoruso 26 times Well done oh, One more guess Gary Craig Moore Craig Moore is in there 17 yep. Okay we'll leave it there you are halfway there So uh, still plenty of time for you lot uh, To get your phones in uh, Your phone calls in by the way 01419511025 um, Before we do that though I want to speak to you about something very important Before we move on Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back We know Christmas this year is going to be particularly difficult for lots of local families due to the pandemic those who were just about managing to get by beforehand have now been tipped further into poverty or even have reached crisis point already you can help make a difference this year by supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas in some parts of Glasgow in the West I hate reading this bit out because it's quite an astonishing statistic as many as one in two children live in poverty and we can't always make it a magical day but with your help we can make it a little bit different for thousands of children across Glasgow in the West and we guarantee that 100% of the funds every single penny goes straight back to the families who need it the most and it really will make such a difference so to find out details on how you can donate go to Clyde1.com forward slash mission and that's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Fabrication and Construction Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Gary Caldwell are here in the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, I love this question that's come in uh, from Mikey because it's a very good one he says just wondering can you ask Kenny Miller if he's still working in Australia uh, because their season has started again can we take that as a no then you can take that as a no yep it's, uh, when does it start it starts tomorrow morning well you could get a fight could you not he's doing a team talk I left four weeks ago now to stay back here in Glasgow and pursue other options but no they start tomorrow morning our time with the Sydney Derby so good luck to them we'll be watching it Absolutely, yeah. What time I, think will that be? I think it's half past eight tomorrow morning, our time. You'll so be, I'll be right, up watching. Be it. Fine, I have plenty of time. 
Uh, right, let's quickly check in the teaser I'm about to speak to Tommy We're looking for the eight players Who played the most times With Giovanni Van Bronckhurst You're halfway there At Rangers, sorry You've got Ferguson Alberts Amoruso And Craig Moore Any during the break? Top striker Michael Moles Michael Moles is not on the list Oh, lucky guys I'll go Arthur Arthur Newman, yes One more appearance with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Than Michael Moles did so Newman's your last one And okay. uh, I'm thinking full backs So that's five anymore uh, Terry Neil McCann No No Actually, okay Apparently not Tony Vidmar No he's I think uh, McCann was one out Vidmar's not on it either De Boer No You're struggling now Okay mm-hmm. We'll leave it there See how you get on yeah. Let's bring in Tommy Who's a Celtic fan From the Netherlands Formerly of Bells Hill how confident are you Celtic will get through to that League Cup final tomorrow, Tommy? Yeah, very confident. I think they're all just going to kick off exactly for where they left off. Um, don't get me wrong, St. Johnson is obviously the in-team. They were the on-form team last mm-hmm. season for me. Um, arguably the best. Um, I definitely think their manager should have got manager of the year, but we're not going to get into the arguments anyway. Um, but yeah, I think we're just going to kick off for where we, we kicked off. I think if we get an early goal, I can see he's Winning the match easily 3-0 Is this conference Tommy All Or mostly hinged on that Sort of Front three In particular No Jota uh, Kyogo Abada's Been chipping in as well Is that Where this conference comes from? Uh, well Yes and no Obviously that, That's a spearhead of attack But I, I can't fault the team at all Obviously There was players that wasn't on form For the very start But We've all started to gel in bit by bit, and even as players, special players, has dropped out through injury or whatever, then the, the replacements that's come in have just slotted in perfectly. Everybody, the whole the whole squad, must be uh, flying in confidence. Here's one for you too. When you went away on international duty, if you did something particularly good in that break, did it feel like a spring in your step going back to club football, or those things separate? No, I think it did. Gordon was always big in that. He would when you came back for the first day training, Gordon was always be, Oh, here's Gary, he's got a spring in his step, Scotland got a win. And he'd he'd go Make through something and then if somebody didn't he'd he'd have to pick them up. So I think going away and, and getting a positive result does have a, a, a kind of boost to your confidence going back to your club football. I'm thinking Callum McGregor must be feeling great having played such an integral role in Scotland. Anthony Ralston made his Scotland debut. For someone like David Turnbull You're there and you're part of it But you're rested Because you didn't play So you're chomping at the bit Did you ever feel that During your time? I, I just love going away With the national team And seeing uh, like, uh, Meeting up with the squad Meeting up with the lads I always felt I would go back With a result Obviously if you had a positive result And as a striker If you'd went away And got a goal or two as well I always kind of came back With a, a spring in my step But I felt refreshed as well You're away for a couple of weeks uh, Away from the kind of Day in, day out, kind of feel of the clubs seem to go away. So I always enjoyed it. I always kind of felt a wee bit refreshed to kick on when I went back with my club. Yeah, Tommy, is there a fear of St. Johnson? Because look, if these games are played on paper, there should only be one winner. That we're used to this in Scotland. If Celtic are at it and St. Johnson are at it, Celtic will win. But based on what Celtic, uh, based on what St. Johnson did last season, does that leave a bit of room for any room for doubt in your mind? No, I don't think so. If the if the team hadn't changed whatsoever, and they didn't have the injuries and hadn't lost the players etc. that they have, then then I would definitely I would have been shaking my boots to be honest with you. I'd probably have to have a good drink before I went to the match. But oh, well. yeah, 
Do you drink, um, do you drink responsibly? Um, yeah, do you know what? I wonder if we're making a bit too much of it because by all means give St Johnson the credit they deserve and then the respect. But doing something like that two seasons in a row is that's almost unthinkable, is it not? It is incredible. If I, I mean to be in the semi and have another opportunity to get to the, the first final with the season again, it's just it shows that Callum's doing a wonderful job. My concern for tomorrow, only concern would be St Johnston doing what St Johnston will do which will go there they'll make it tough they'll stifle they'll probably adopt similar tactics to what Livingston did at Parkhead a few weeks ago you know so it'll be up to Celtic tomorrow to break St Johnston down and they will need to earn it that's for sure It wasn't Callum Davidson felt like there were some positives in the game he wasn't happy with the penalty St Johnston eh, conceded quite late on did, did they still have it within them Gary to, to make life really tough for Celtic tomorrow? Yeah, I think they do. I think the confidence they've got from winning the two cups last season will will be a massive factor in this in this game. So Celtic, like Kenny says, have to break them down. They will be hard to beat, and the longer it stays nil nil, then the the more they will fancy their chances. So difficult game for Celtic, but one I do expect them to to win with the forwards and the way they're playing. Let's hear a bit from Callum Davidson. I don't really know to be honest, because uh, again, performances were good without the crowds. So uh, I don't really know. So it's, uh, listen, it's when you get to a semi-final, and a final, it's always about the crowds who make it special. Uh, playing at Hamden again, we've been there, but I think the crowds, uh, they, they make these games special. Something for the players and their families to look forward to. Uh, it's what you want to do in football. So the lads have just got to go there, enjoy themselves and embrace the crowd. Yeah, I suppose that is a big difference from last season when, unfortunately, these big games didn't have crowds uh, at Hamden. Well, these Celtic players—they'll be acutely aware of the incentive, won't they, Gary? For the for the Callum McGregor's who've won six titles, by the way. If you were listening to, yeah. to beat the pundit, you know, won all those trophies, um, and other guys who've been part of it. You've then got the the new crop, as good as they are, the Kyogos and Jotas, etc. I'm sure they'll be aware by now just how every single piece of silverware is almost expected at a club like that. Yeah, it's always important to win, and it's it's not easy. Yeah, you have to. Playing these big games, you have to get through difficult moments in these big games. Uh, I think having the supporters there will be great for Celtic. But like I said, the longer it goes now, now then St. Johnson will try and turn that in their favour. So supporters do make a difference, uh, and I think probably more so for Celtic, and, and gives them a slight advantage in terms of having supporters in the stadium. Many league cups did you win? Uh, one, one a piece, is it then? Mm, okay. Uh, th- that would be the final, mostly your career. Then the, the kind of March final, wasn't it? Yes. So it wasn't never, the, never, December, never the before Christmas. I think it does change things a little bit, just in terms of not. I'm not going to say make or break your season, but you know, it, like, well, there, there's an element of that, especially for Glasgow's too. You know, by you know, by this part of the year, if you're if you're the team that's lost it, or, or indeed the team that's won it. Well, what it can it can set you up. You know, it can yeah. set you up for a, a fantastic season. You know. It sets up a treble You know Start of any season Rangers fans Celtic fans Will be wanting to achieve that You know It's uh, it's no easy Like Gary says But this gives you The opportunity in December To put something away You know You can put something In the trophy cabinet And already You're building towards A successful season You know So both uh, All four clubs Will be looking at that It's a real opportunity And like, like Cup competitions Can also build momentum In terms of league form You know So it's uh, it's a real opportunity For everyone involved Huge a league fixture card as well, by the way, that's been um, largely forgotten about tonight. We'll certainly give it the focus it deserves tomorrow. Uh, Dundee United-Aberdeen, always a hugely significant fixture. Kenny, a famous old one. Aberdeen set back again last time out losing 
against Motherwell. So, uh, some big games in that Premiership tomorrow. Yeah, Aberdeen will be disappointed in that. They were starting to build a little bit of momentum with a, with a few good results. But uh, again, Dundee United started the season fantastic. Uh, they'll be looking to get get back to winning ways and maintain that position that they've got in the in the league at the moment. So yeah, big games. Motherwell Hearts again. Motherwell, well, like you say, were a fantastic result against Aberdeen in the in the last game. Hearts again, similar, looking to maintain that that position and and uh, in fact they can jump into second. You know, so if they can they, they get if they win the game away at Motherwell, which will be tough, they'll jump back into second place. So it'll continue mm. their good work at the start of the season. Right, come on then, a couple more on this teaser. Dodzy. Nope. Perini. Yes. Okay, what's that? Is that six? six. Right, two to go. Claudio Reyna? Nope. Kinchelskis? Yes. Yep. Big shout. Gary, are you done, Gary? Yeah. Rod Wallace? Yes, there, there we go. You're oh, on flames! There we go. <laughs> Listen to that as well. That means you're right on time. Good stuff. Right, thank you very much, Kenny Miller and Gary Caldwell. Thank you to you for all your calls, all your tweets, and for keeping in touch with us uh, this evening. We are back tomorrow. Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, all in the studio. Uh, a jam-packed studio for you And some big games In the Premiership And the League Cup And of course Sunday Giovanni Van Bronckhurst In the stand For Rangers against Hibs So enjoy your evening I'm sure you will In the company Of GBX Up next And we'll speak to you tomorrow